Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our Terraces at Bonita Springs Connections podcast. I'm your host, Christopher McClellan. Our podcast offers stories of fascinating residents who are proud to call the Terraces at Bonita Springs home, as well as our terrific team members who are dedicated to support and improve our residents' lives. To learn more about the Terraces at Bonita Springs lifestyle, visit us online at theterracesatbonitasprings.com or call us at 239-306-5018 and be sure to subscribe to the Terraces at Bonita Springs Connections podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. On today's episode, we have the pleasure to visit with our inspiring centenarian resident, Dorothy Newberry. Dorothy is a pure joy to meet and shares her amazing story of growing up in the 1930s and her adventures of a lifetime living in Malaysia with her husband for four years. And oh, to top that off, she walks three miles a day. Now that is an inspiration. Let's join my conversation with Dorothy and I'll see you on the other side of the podcast. Well, greetings, Dorothy, and welcome to another episode of the Terraces at Bonita Springs Connections podcast. It is it is an honor for me to visit with you today. Welcome. Well, thank you. Now, as I mentioned to you earlier, I've, I've been trained well. I have four older sisters, so I, I'm very, <laughs> very respective of asking a nice uh, ladies their age, but I, that's what I wanted to start off to do. I, I, I've really an honor. I've never spoken to anybody that is... <laughs> 101. What an honor. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. 101. I, and you have a I birthday coming up in December, too. Yes, I do. I don't know how I got here this fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's why I wanted to tap into your secrets. What's your, what are your secrets to longevity? <laughs> I think I have good genes mm-hmm. and I've tried to be good to my body. <laughs> Those are two perfect tips that I think we could all uh, we could all run with. But uh, goodness, I, I've had such a, a wonderful and richful life, and and I'd like to learn about what your days are like at the terraces. Well, my days have been rather uh, quiet since January six. I had a new valve put in my heart. Okay. So I haven't been able to do a lot of things but I have started some exercise classes and I will walk every day for about three miles. Uh, you're walking three miles a day, right? Uh-huh. You had uh, a heart surgery in January, so we're recording yeah. this in, in July, so it sounds like you're on the road to recovery. I sure hope so. I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, do you walk inside or do you, are you, do you walk outside? What's uh, When it's cooler, I walk outside, but not these days. I w- stuck my head out this morning and it's still very humid. So I came back in and I walked inside. <laughs> well, we, we have something in common because that's kind of how I started my days. It's, it's a little too humid to go outside. So I oh, walked it, <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> But it's nice to have those op- different options uh, that where you can get your exercise in. Yes. Uh-huh. And over and above the exercising that you do during uh, on a daily basis, what are some of the other things that you enjoy about the terraces? Well, I enjoy the programs that they have, uh, the music mm-hmm. especially, and, uh, well, j- just about anything. I 
try to go to everything that's offered to us. And there's quite a a robust program of activities at the terraces. Yes, yes, there is. Uh You kind of tapped into something that I wanted to ask you about, about music, because I understand that uh, as a young girl, you started to play the violin. I did. I, I did. I was about five years old when I started, and I, and I played through my high school years. Oh, goodness. That, <laughs> and would that be your favorite instrument, the violin, still today? Oh, I love the violin, yes, I do. Was there a reason why you didn't stay with playing the violin? What? Uh... Well, I stayed with it just uh, with other people. I didn't take any more lessons. Okay. We had a group of retired, not retired, but people that worked and had families. And we'd get together at night, put our children into bed, and then we'd ha- have a good time playing. What I, I think they what they would call that today would be a jam session. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we had a, a pianist and a, and a clarinetist and a trombonist. Mm-hmm. And we just played for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, you're making good tunes and, uh, and, and enjoying them today as well. Yes. But, uh, you know, I understand that you went to business school. I did. I went to Cedar Rapids Business College. Cedar Rapids, uh, that would be in Iowa? Uh, right. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's where you were born and raised? I was born and raised there, and I lived in the same house that my dad built before they were married. Mm-hmm. And I lived there for 22 years. And then then I left when I got married. But uh, business school in the uh, in the 30s, that must have been an, an exciting time for you. It was. Ed. It was very exciting. I'm glad that I did it. You learned how to take dictation and you learn how to type. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And was there a particular area in business that uh, that was your favorite or that you focused on? Well, I worked on a machine that, uh, I'm not sure how to put this. There was a machine that, well, they had facts on it. And if there was anything, an error, mm-hmm. my machine would catch it. And I, uh, that's what I worked on. Mm-hmm. You were kind of like the proofreader in a sense. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dorothy, I, under, I understand that uh, that you're a bridge player, that you like to play yeah. bridge as well. Is that one of the activities that um, that you're looking yes. to get back into at uh, as you recover from your surgery? Yes, and with this COVID thing, we haven't been able to get together because they've trying to keep it from controlled. And uh, they just started letting you have more people around. More people you. together, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, COVID and, certainly, certainly changed a lot of uh, activities for everybody. Yes, but. it did. Uh, I also just started to play Tripoli. I had never played it before. And Tripoli. Now tell Tripoli. me a little bit about that. I've never heard of that game before. Well, I hadn't either. And I happened to be downstairs one evening. There was a group there that were going to play, and they said, come on, play with us. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't know a thing about it. They said, well, you'll learn in about three minutes. <laughs> they play for money here. Oh, goodness. 
<laughs> I'm going to put a... I'll put a lock on my wallet when I come. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and we don't play for much. But uh, I yeah. said, well, I didn't have any money with me. I was just walking and somebody loaned me some money. And in the end, after the game was over, I had earned enough to pay my debt back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to take you to Vegas. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's an, another great example about the way that you can build friendships and community where, you know, you're yeah. just walking, you're just leisurely taking a walk and you got invited yeah. to join into a group yes. and, uh-huh. and, uh, and had a lot of fun in the meantime. I did have a lot of fun. Oh, you know, you asked me before where I came from. Well, I, we lived in Malaysia for four years. Oh, prior, international travel. Yeah. Prior to coming here. Yeah. What took you to Malaysia? My husband was an electrical engineer. Okay. And the office that they had in Muscatine had Mm -hmm. offices all over the world. And he was asked to be in China and then in Malaysia for for their office there because they had a Chinese man. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was to take his place. So he was... uh, in charge of, uh, and it was a wonderful experience when he came home and said we were going. I thought, oh no, I can't. I'm in my little rut here in my, in, <laughs> in the states. But I've I've taken back all my words. We had Malaysians, we had Indians, and we had Chinese, and we made very good friends. And since I'm back here. I've had several come to visit me, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, oh, I should mention the foods, too. The three, three different kinds of foods, and it was, they were wonderful. Yeah, so talk a little bit more about living in a different culture and how that, um, how that experience was for you and your husband. Well, when we went over there, we uh, were lived in in the local neighborhood uh, with uh, uh, Malays and Indians. And it was wonderful to get in touch with them and to find out their ways of what they were doing. And it was just a wonderful experience. The Mm -hmm. second, after we came home for a a little vacation and went back, we lived in in an apartment and I got acquainted with some Japanese women that were there because their husbands were there. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel that I had, I really, taking all my words back, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it, uh, isn't it wonderful that when you get an opportunity to live in a different culture and you find out that you can make friends and we're not really all that much different than what we thought no, we were? No, we sure aren't. Uh-uh. Talk a little bit about your husband, because I, how long were you married? Oh, gee, we were married in 1942, so I'd have to figure that up. Seventy-some <laughs> <laughs> years. Seventy-some years. Yeah. She's figuring it up for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was, a, as I said, electrical engineer. Yeah. And... and uh, he went to the 
University of Iowa, if you've ever heard about that. It's a very uh, good school. <laughs> would that be the Jayhawks? No, that's Kansas. No, uh, Hawks. Buckeyes. Buckeyes, right. No, mm-hmm. I don't I, I I better be careful because <laughs> Hawkeye, <laughs> I better be careful if I get the wrong, if I might get the wrong school. But no, I, I was uh, very much, very much so. And you lived in Iowa most of your, most of your life. And, no. No, no, just till I was 22. Just till you're 22. And I was married, and we never lived in Iowa again until uh, we moved back to Muscatine when my husband's parents, they were having health problems, and he was an only child and thought he wanted to be back by them, and that's why we moved back to Muscatine. Uh, it's very good to be able to help and take care of uh, your husband's parents. Yes, yes. That's Uh such a beautiful thing to do. So how did you find your way to the terraces at Bonita Springs? Well, I was living up up, uh, near Tampa, Mm -hmm. and my daughter was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Oh, goodness. And she was here at, uh, well, one of the other homes and wanted me to be here when when she was sick, and she she died the 30th of December. So oh. I was with her for about seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I happened. Otherwise, I was very happy where I was up in Lakeland. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your daughter. That, mm-hmm. um, But you were there for her, though. Yes, I was. Uh-huh. And do you have any other children? I have two boys. Two boys? One's in Michigan and one's in uh, Kentucky. Michigan and Kentucky. So you, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All across the country. So. Right, right. <laughs> but they're very good to me and they call me every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they come often to see me. Well, especially in the wintertime, if they're, if one's, if they're living in Michigan, I would think. <laughs> Well, the one that's living in Kentucky mm-hmm. is coming in January for three months. And I, he couldn't find a place. He, he's an RV holder okay. and couldn't find a place nearby. And so he found a, a place up in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. So. We, he asked if we would go up and see what it was like, and it was fine. He's going to be there for three months, and it's only about 25 miles from me. So it'll be, well, it'll be handy. Yeah, it'll be very handy. That won't be mm-hmm. bad. Uh, that, that'll be very easy to, to get back it, and forth. Oh, yes, yes. Ah. And grandchildren? Um, how many grandchildren do you have? I, I have eight grandchildren and 15 great-grandchildren. Oh, a very large family. <laughs> That's exciting. Yes, but none none of them are near me. But they do, they keep in touch. We, I have a good family. That, it's so important to have family and to be in touch. And, and you're such a great example of of good health and wellness and longevity. And I'm sure they're, they want to tap into all your secrets as well. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned about walking. Is there any other uh, fitness activities that you like to do at the uh, at the terraces? Well, I've just started a, a exercise class. I okay. haven't ha- 
I haven't had the energy until I've, I have walked. And so I went down today for the first time. I can't do everything that they have, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of it. So I'm going to continue. Well, that's great because they can kind of tailor a program for you to, yes, they, uh, to meet your, your current needs and then help you gain your strength back. They can, yes. And that's something to look forward to each day as well, I would, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, because you, you're in with a bunch of people that uh, there are a lot of people in there, and I I know most of them. <laughs> Heck, you're kind of all in it together, and you can forge friendships and get to right. know each other, and that makes it a little bit more enjoyable. It does, yeah. Uh, so when you moved to the terraces, how was that uh, transition for you? I know that you, you were coming down because of your daughter, but how easy was the move for you? It was very easy. I didn't move any. I still owned a house in, in Muscatine, Iowa. Okay. And I decided I wasn't going to move any of the furniture here, that I could probably buy furniture as, as cheap as or expensive as it would be to move it from Iowa. So my daughter and a, another friend did all the buying, and my apartment was furnished when I came here. I was very pleased with it. It was like walking into home right from day it, one. It was, yes, it was. Now, I have to share a secret with you because you mentioned Muscatine, Iowa. Uh-huh. I, I don't want you to be overly shocked, but I have been to Muscatine, Iowa. Oh, you have? Where? Ma many, many years ago. So I oh. can <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't thought of Muscatine, Iowa for a long time. So now you brought, you've brought back some great memories for me as well. What was your reason to be in Muscatine? Oh, well, I, uh, <laughs> I used to uh, bowl professional tournaments in a, Oh, in, a, in a, another life ago. <laughs> so that's, go, okay. that's going on over 30 some odd years. But we're uh, supposed to talk about you, not me. So. Okay. <laughs> well, it, and I, I, I'm always pleased to hear about somebody that knows about Muscatine. Muscatine. I, <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I, I have good memories of Muscatine, so I must have bowled very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that week. But uh, <laughs> goodness. But Ted, I hope I can ask this uh, properly, but to you, what does it mean to be living to 101 and approaching your 102nd birthday in December? What do you think about when, when that comes up? Well, I think that I have lived a long life and I'm happy to have good health. Mm -hmm. When my daughter was ill, I, I prayed to God that I would go before she did right. because you're, you're not supposed to lose your children. Right. But I decided he had other things for me. So I'm still here. You're still here and you're here for your two boys as well. Yes, yes, I am. So what advice would you give to folks to live, for 100, to, live to 101? Well, I would say to uh, be active as you can. I do a lot of reading. You have to uh, keep up with the times. Keep up with the times, yeah. Uh-huh. I, well, I think that's about it. 
what are your, do you have any favorite authors or genres yeah. that you like to read? I like uh, McCullough. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I read a lot of books about, uh, oh, that book on the table, uh, Churchill. Oh, you like Winston uh, Churchill? Oh, yes. And I have, oh. I've read about four, yeah, thank you, four or five of his, of the books about him. He was a remarkable man, and I've, I didn't realize that till I started to read it. Uh, there's a lot of great, um, lot of great history. Yes. Uh-huh. When reading about um, Winston Churchill, goodness, any, any other favorite authors or books that come to mind? Oh, gee, I, I think I like them about, oh, my older son doesn't read fiction. He, he reads nonfiction. Okay. And he, give, he gives me nonfiction books that I probably would not choose for myself, but I've loved every one of them. And so you, you, venture, you venture out into new territory. Yes, I do. Oh, goodness. Well, Dorothy, it's, it's just a delight to be able to visit with you. And really, I, and I say this in all sincerity, I have, uh, I have not spoken to anybody in my, in my life uh, that has reached age 100. And, and you're certainly a model of how we want to live life healthy and happy as we move forward in it. And it sounds like, you know, the terraces have been a, a big help in, with you in your longevity as well. Well, they have been. It's a wonderful place to be. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining me today and sharing a little bit of your story. And I hope I get a chance to come over and meet you one of the, these days real soon. That would be very nice. Thank you. <laughs> there is not much more I could really add to Dorothy's story other than she is a true inspiration to all of us who want to live a full and thankful life. What an honor it was for me to visit with her. And if you'd like to learn more about our enriching lifestyle at the Terraces at Bonita Springs, Please visit us online at the terraces at bonitasprings.com or call us at 239-306-5018. And be sure to subscribe to the Terraces at Bonita Springs Connections podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Christopher McClellan. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye for now.